Welcome to Living the Dream Outdoors, the official podcast of Living the Dream Outdoor Properties. We live by the motto, it's not just land, it's a lifestyle. And we live the outdoor lifestyle every day. Whether you're a landowner or dreaming of joining the ranks of those closest to the earth, we're your brothers and sisters of the outdoors. We hunt, we fish, we're stewards of the land, and our Living the Dream team will show you the way to enjoying the land and all the outdoor pursuits it has to offer. Here's your host, Bill Cooper. Welcome to Living the Dream Outdoor Podcast. I'm your host, Bill Cooper, my co-host, Hunter Hyman. He's off on a hunting trip somewhere. He didn't even invite me to go. I guess somebody has to stay home and work. But I am thrilled about today's show, not because I'm doing it without Hunter, but because I'm having my favorite fishing guide and captain on the show today, and that's Mr. Chris Nelson with Tandem Fly Outfitters over at beautiful Stockton Lake. Chris, man, it's great to have you on the show again. Yeah, great to hear from you, Bill. It's been been too long. Oh, I know, man. It's been a busy year. I've been buying and selling houses and moving, doing all kinds of crazy stuff. But I follow you regularly, uh, you know, on social media, and I've I've noticed you you've got a new captain in training. Oh yeah, <laughs> he's only four, but uh, he can he can fish as good as most grown men can. <laughs> I've been following him. It just tickled me pink, man, to see kids out with their parents anytime in the outdoors but you know you being in the business and out on that lake just you know all the time and taking that little fellow with you uh, you have ruined him terribly is all i can say yeah yeah and, and and he absolutely loves it and is eating up with it uh actually his role at the end of the day is getting the fish out of the live well for us and uh he helps throw the ribs. I don't let him run a knife yet, even though he wants to. Yeah. Uh, but uh, uh, he he throws the ribs for me. But uh, he he takes pride in getting those fish out alive. Well, and people get a kick out of watching him grab them by the mouth and not even phase him at all. And uh, oh, I, bet, just, I bet it does, man. That 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 tickle any any person, particularly you know the older types like myself. We, we love. We all got grandkids. We love them to death. But we see little guys like that that are on the ball, fired up, and ready to go. There's, there's just nothing like it, man. Oh yeah. Uh, actually, just last week I had some clients that went ahead and took the fish out and put them in a bucket before Timmy could oh. get out there. <laughs> and he got, so, he got so upset that they took his job. He just went back inside. <laughs> we tried to put him back in there for him. He's like, nope. Nope. I'm, I'm done. You took my job. <laughs> well, you, you now you got to treat your hired help, you know, a little, little better than that. So <laughs> shape up, Papa. <laughs> yeah, I'd say, that boy probably makes more tips than I do. Oh, I don't doubt that at all. He, <laughs> he's probably got that figured out, too. He seems to be a pretty sharp little man. Well, Chris, yep. hey. uh, I've been watching you guys on uh, Facebook, and, hey, it, it seemed like the fish catching never stops over there at Stockton Lake. And, and, of course, I know you've been there for several years, and if anybody's got it figured out, you have. But, uh, hey, what's what's been going on lately? Well, we, we're, just, we're just transitioning into that fall pattern. Um, we, we got – pretty low water up here this year just because they've been generating a lot and we haven't had any rain um and you know we've had to grind every day to catch 
whatever we can catch out here because we just got flooded with bait fish this this season so that that filled the fish up so you just had to move around bounce around and capitalize on any opportunities you could uh and and make 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 things happen uh more so than most years in the past but with this water temperature cooling off we have got a phenomenal size class of crappie we they're 12 inch average we're bringing in 12 to 14 inch fish consistently every day uh and with these shad starting to pull away from the brush and the generation schedule uh backing off they're not running so much water the water temperature dropping the the forage bait starting to make its migration into the back of the creeks and that's leaving these crappies sitting on the brush piles with no bait to eat so they're really getting hungry oh i bet they are and and man i just you make my mouth water every day when i see your uh social media uh, post, you know, and I've been noticing those those big, big crappie, you know, and and you know I don't have a crappie fillet in my freezer right now. It's terrible. Well, you you know how to fix that. Just hop <laughs> in the truck and run up here. Well, I, I, I'm working on it, man. But yeah, that's probably good news to hear that uh, things are stopping happening and moving, and uh, uh, so the fishing picking up then. Oh yeah, F- fishing's picking up big time. Uh, you know, it's just. We need we needed uh, them to cut back on current flow, and we needed that water temperature to come down a little bit, and that's that's got the bait fish roaming around more, uh, where they're not just vacuumed to the brush piles, where all the crappie have to do is open their mouth and eat. <laughs> now that the now the bait's moving around a lot more, uh, it's a lot easier to catch these fish because they're having to work harder to get to get bait fish instead of them just being in their face there so uh fishing is definitely definitely good and only going to get better as water temperatures cool off uh you know late september through well pretty much through february is probably some of the best fishing you can ever do and you've experienced winter fishing with me before and and know what it's like uh, when you can go out there and pull three limits to crappie and three limits of walleye and a four hour time period uh, it's hard to hard to dispute how good winter fishing is oh it really is and uh, you're the person that really turned me on to winter fishing i i had done some in my life i mean i like to fish a lot in a wall in the fall you know but uh hardcore cold temperature winter time i didn't do all that much but i'll never forget that first trip i made with you i mean it was cold nasty blowing in fact we got blew off the lake by a storm for a little while and had to go back but i was just so intrigued by that whole process and and catching a big crappie out of that you know that cool water and just beautiful fillets besides the fish being beautiful you know but if you'll recall uh after we caught those limits of crappie the boat was drifting just a little bit and i saw some fish on the grab and dropped a jig and caught a huge white bass i was just thrilled man i'll never forget it i I remember i said don't drop it back down there we don't want to catch those I know it. My heart just sank, you know. And you <laughs> moved that boat, I think, 150 yards in the same cove. And then I can see those walleye just stacked up on the lip of the creek bank, you know, like cordwood. I caught one on first cast, and I am not a walleye fisherman. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think still at that time when I was showing you the walleye on the side imaging, I think you were still questioning whether I was blowing smoke or not. 
Oh, uh, yeah, well, that, that, absolutely. <laughs> Anytime I fish with a new guide, you know, I, I, I try to be all eyes and ears and, and learn all that I can, you know. Besides, that makes a better story when you get get the details. And you just flabbergasted me. I just thought, you know, this guy's goofy. Besides that, he's, what I was really afraid of, now I probably haven't told you this before, I was already froze half to death, and I thought, well, this boy's going to run this boat 10 miles up the lake, and he's going to finish free from me to death. <laughs> and when you moved 150 yards of that same cove, I was thrilled, man. <laughs> yeah, and it, what would it take us maybe 45 minutes to get get all of our limits of walleye I don't after think, we had got our limits of crappie? I don't maybe think it not took that long. long. I, don't, I don't think so because the three of us in, in the boat, uh, we just caught them really quick. And a couple of times, you know, we had doubles going you know, yep. and uh, yep. I, yeah, I just, I'd never seen walleye fishing like that. And I haven't done a lot of walleye fishing, but I thought, man, if it's this easy, I can get onto this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, that, that type of, ex- that type of fishing that you experienced that trip is what we're getting ready to go into. We'll, we'll have a few transition periods here where the forge bait migrates into the back of the creeks. We'll start to see some of the walleye move to the back of the creek. Some of the crappie move back to the back of the creek. Follow, following that forage bait, and then once that water temperature drops down into the fifties, uh, and those that forage bait will start start abandoning uh, the back of the creeks and heading back out to the 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 mouth of the creek channels or the original river channel, and that's when that's when they stack up like we caught them uh, through the winter months. Uh, but that they eat just as good on on the shallower brush can actually catch them on brush anywhere from eight to ten feet, which is shallow for this lake because most brush we fish is anywhere from fifteen to thirty five foot deep. So yeah, that those are shallow fish for us. So it's yeah. fun to do, and you, it, it's a good time uh, for new anglers to to try it out if they don't have a lot of experience crappie fishing because the fall they usually just thump a jig you don't have to mess with minnows uh but if you have somebody that has very minimal experience you can just throw a slip bobber with a with a minnow on there uh up by the brush pile and they can catch them on a slip bobber real easy so wow it's just a fun it's a fun time of year because the fish that water temperature cools off and they really start to put the feed bags on and and start thumping it oh yeah that's just a great time and of course uh we're heading into fall now and the fall colors are going to start picking up that air is cooling you know it's just my absolute favorite time of the year but hey when you can add good crappie and walleye fishing on top of all of that it just doesn't get any better anywhere and i have never caught crappie anywhere in this country like i've uh, caught with you on stockton lake and that's just not a one-time occurrence we've we've done it many many times together and i'm always so impressed at uh, uh how i hate to keep using the word easy because i know you put a lot of work into this you know and have for years and years and years but you know for a person that uh hey, only fishes once in a while that sort of thing man there's just no better way to go than to come to Stockton Lake and hook up with Chris Nelson and go after some crappie and, and walleye too, far as that goes. But you know, if you're staying there at the lodge, I got to tell people, man, uh, that's just kind of the tip of the iceberg because the whole atmosphere around your place is just so relaxed, so enjoyable. And that wonderful wife of yours is just one of the finest cooks I've ever run across. And, and I 
kind of claimed to be a decent cook myself, but I couldn't hold a candle to Mandy and still and my mouth waters as I think about it. When she cooked those walleye fillets for us, I remember her wrapping bacon around those things, and then she had a special sauce she made that she put over the top of them. And I'm telling you mm-hmm. what, that that makes your taste buds stand up and pay attention, my friend. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she she has turned into one heck of a cook, hosting people for as many years as we've been at it. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I still don't know how I got lucky enough to I don't land need a, I don't land need it. <laughs> but hey, yeah. the, the real magic is that uh, uh, you, you've kept her. She's still there, and I know she well, works. She works awfully hard too. And, there, there's just something sexy about catching fish, Bill. Is that what it is? Wait, yeah, the the ladies just can't stand it. <laughs> I, they I'm, just can't stand it. I, I missed that class. Well, no, I didn't. I, you, know, <laughs> you know, Diane and I, our first uh, our first date, I took her fishing and. I had a little jet boat. I ran up one of the rivers here, not realized she was scared to death of the water. And there was a tree laying across the river. And, uh, you know, it was oh, a few inches under the water. And I thought, well, I can just bounce right over that. I didn't even slow down. <laughs> Hit that tree and bounced <laughs> up over it. Just kept on going, you know. Oh, uh, she probably thought, what the heck is wrong uh, with this guy? Oh, yeah. I, I checked later. There, there are permanent finger imprints on the seats of that boat <laughs> but she didn't yeah. tell me what a great fish fisherman she is you know and uh i, I have to tell this story uh, you've probably heard it a dozen times but it won't hurt you to hear again when we first got together she kept talking about wanting to go back to pittsburgh she was from that area you know well early one saturday morning i'm sitting in the office working on a uh, an article I need to get done. She kind of barged in and upset me a little bit, started talking about going to Pittsburgh. And I said, Diane, here's the deal. If you'll call out there and find a smallmouth f- uh, fishing guide that runs a jet boat and will take me on the Allegheny, and he's an outdoor rider, and he'll take me for free, I said, I'll take you out there, and we'll go to a Steelers football game. Now, I am honestly, foolishly thinking that will happen the following year. She had it all arranged in two hours. <laughs> well, isn't it, isn't it amazing what women can get done? It, it I, is, I, man. I, I, I believe that's why God created them, because they can get things done that we can't get done. And, and they, they, ha- they, have, uh, they have something special that we, we don't always have all the time. Yeah, besides that, they're a whole lot better looking and a whole lot smarter. Just don't uh, tell yeah, them I sir. said that. <laughs> no, well, Chris, no, but... Yeah, go ahead. Oh, I, I was just going to touch back on 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 this crappie season, uh, the fall season, the winter season. I I really project this to be one of the show out years for stock and lake and the size class of fish that we've got well, with these with the bait fish breaking up from here uh, and, and really getting to see the size and number of big crappie we've got in the lake i i think we're going to see the best size class and the best number of big crappie uh maybe since since close to the same time period we first we first met and went out fishing because those were all big crappie then and we've just cycled back into another size class of those fish 
Well, you better start writing me in on the calendar then. I love predictions like that. But hold up thought, Chris. We're going to take a short break here. And folks, don't go away because we're going to be right back with some more great fishing information from Chris Nelson at Stockton Lake. Hi, I'm Steve Stoltz with Drury Outdoors, and you're listening to Living the Dream Outdoors Podcast with Phil Cooper and Hunter Heineman. Slow down and enjoy the simple things in life. Welcome to Huzal Valley Resort, providing family fun since 1979. They offer floating, and you can choose from canoes, rafts, kayaks, and inner tubes on a beautiful, crystal clear Huzal River. Lodging, let us be your home away from home. Choose from a variety of lodging units while still enjoying the great outdoors. With over two and a half miles of river camping on the crystal clear Huzal, we're sure you and your family will find the perfect spot to pitch your tent or park your RV. Have fun and let us help you get the most of your stay. Check out our guided trail rides and Karen's Cafe menu. There's something for everyone at Who's All. There's a campground store on site that has everything you need for your trip, whether you're in need of gear, grub, or something else. Chances are they've got it. And their campground has RV sites and primitive sites for all your camping needs. If you like the adventures of camping with a cozy bed at night, we have a variety of different lodging units to choose from. But who's all valley? There's always something going on out there. Check them out on Facebook, or if you want to make a reservation, simply call 1-800-367-4516. Hi, I'm Steve Stoltz, original cast member of Drury Outdoors and also a cast member of DeerCast. And we're talking about taking giant whitetails. And uh, it's, it's not an easy process, I'm not going to lie. But I'm just going to give you some tips, and this is one of them, that, that helps me prepare to take a good buck or two throughout the fall uh, and, and hopefully, you know, obviously get it on film for DeerCast and Drury Outdoors. Um, w- one thing that I, I've got to mention here that I never go a summer uh, without doing, and that, and that is... Uh, plotting my area and that's another feature on deer cast that is just intangible and when you plot your what i mean by plotting your area you go to your maps you go to your uh your farm and start looking at key points that you might want to hang tree stands you may have points that you already have tree stands in and it'll show you where you kind of probably maybe need to fill the gap as far as getting more stands in um my favorite time of the year, believe it or not, to get tree stands in besides after season and, and leading up to, to spring is, in fact, in August. I, 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 and the reason why is I, I, uh, the ticks are usually really bad most of the early summer and midsummer. But by about August, the tick activity is really down to a minimum. And uh, I'm, I don't know about you, but I don't like ticks. Um, I spray my clothing down with permethrin. Um, so it's a clothing treatment. I make sure when I come in, I take my clothes off, put them in the washer, and then I jump in the shower to, as a final defense to make sure and check myself for ticks. So be aware of that, but get, get out there, get on, get on deer cast, plot your area, start getting your tree stands in, uh, like I said, starting early August, and just trim your shooting lanes, trim Make sure you can shoot out of those stands when you put them in. Uh, and always, I, I'm getting older, so 
<laughs> I got to have help usually to get a stand in and I'm getting to where I, I like the, the muddy ladder stands. I love them. I love the, the, the muddy ladder 17 footers. Um, they're great. Uh, and they're easy to put together and easy to put up. And they, if you, if you, if you use a lot of cover, when you hang your stand, a lot of background cover, that's the key. You don't have to always be as high as everybody thinks you need to be, uh, to be effective. It's more important to have the background cover. So when you hang that, put that ladder stand or hang your stand and you can walk away and look and if you're kind of stuck out like, like a diamond in a goat's butt, uh, <laughs> then, then the deer are going to see that. Okay. They're going to see you up in that stand. If you can see it, they'll, they'll see it even more. They'll pick you out. So rehang that stand where you have cover behind you. Um, I like to pick a little bit bigger trees if I can. They don't have to be huge because you can get too big a tree where you can't get a stand in it. Um, but mainly decent sized tree with background cover. You've got to have that to be successful with hanging these stands before the season. But number one key factor here, use deer cast to your advantage, use their features, plotting your area and, and then mark your stands on that map. You can go, Right on there, mark your waypoint. You can change it to a deer stand, and it'll be right there. You can put all your wind directions that work for that stand. It is a great tool to use, and this is the time to do it, right here in the summer. Hi, folks. It's Aaron Jeffries with the Missouri Department of Conservation with a little habitat hint here. Uh, no surprise, uh, we are in the middle of a pretty severe drought across most of mid-Missouri. Uh, would encourage folks to take a look at diversifying their grazing systems. Uh, right now, the department, NRCS, and other partners do have cost share available for the establishment of native form season grasses for grazing and haying purposes. What a great program. What a wonderful way of diversifying your grazing system and actually having a drought tolerant, productive grass in the months of June, July, and August. If you're looking for more information, would encourage you to go to the Missouri Department of Conservation's website at mdc.mo.gov. And in the upper right-hand corner is contacts. Go to your county and find your private land conservationist for your county uh, to set up a meeting to look at ways that you can improve your property, not only for wildlife, but also forage production for your cattle. Hey, everybody. This is Alex Rutledge with American Roots Outdoors. Check out my buddy's podcast show, Living the Dream Outdoors with Bill Cooper and Hunter Heineman. You're really going to enjoy this week's show. Welcome back to Living the Dream Outdoor podcast. I'm Bill Cooper, and I hope you enjoyed that first half of Chris Nelson. He's the owner and operator of Tandem Fly Outfitters over at Stockton Lake, and he and his beautiful wife, Mandy, boy, they're a great job over there. If you've never been there, uh, hey, you need to start booking and booking now because these slots are going to fill up rapidly because Chris just made the announcement that this is going to be one of the best 
crappie years as fall and wonder than seed in a long, long time. And I can tell you, Chris Nelson tells you, you can take it to the bank. Because I've, I've been over there enough times fishing with him. I keep thinking I'll either catch him with his pants down or just catch him on a bad day. And, man, that'd be wonderful, you know. Well, just ribbing you, Chris. <laughs> Never want you to have a bad day. And I don't think you ever do, man. It's just been, I mean, you and Stockton Lake have burned a place in my memory because of the excellent fishing that takes place over there. And, of course, Stockton Lake is one of the most beautiful lakes you'd ever hope to see. And I like it because I'm, I'm not a huge lake person, and Stockton is not a huge lake as Corps Engineer lakes go. I hate to kind of hate to be out in the middle of a lake that's three miles to either shoreline, you know. And, of course, we spend a lot of time up in those coves, and you're talking about fish moving into the coves now. And... I love to fish those, man. And so that's what we got to look forward to this fall and winter. Yeah, and, and to add to that, Bill, your love to Stockton Lake, it, it's pretty much a unicorn of a lake in the state of Missouri. Uh, there, there's no other lake uh, that is pristine as this uh, with no with no construction around it, no, no houses around Absolutely. it, no, no docks, no, you know, uh, and, and throughout the fall, you know, you're only seeing a few fishing boats out. You're not seeing recreational boats. It's just a, a you might see five boats on any given day when you're out here in the fall, and it's a, it's about at its purest form as it can be, as far as a is a, a quality lake to go to with an atmosphere to back it up. It's it's as close to going to north northern. Minnesota, Wisconsin, Canada, it's as close as you can get to that. Absolutely, and and I tell you, it, it is a beautiful lake, but it being as remote as it is and as wild as it is, and you don't have all those buildings around it, it's just amazing at the wildlife you see there. You'll see deer walking the shoreline. Oh, you remember when we seen that bobcat? <laughs> you thought I was crazy. That, that, yeah, that was... I, go, I go, there's a bobcat <laughs> over there, and about that time, you... you I filmed oh, the whole there thing. there you go. Yeah. Yeah, and about that, about that time, that bobcat was creeping up on that deer and jumped that jump that deer up <laughs> yeah uh, i know I, that's not something you see every day but uh, absolutely you got it not. on the camera yep i sure did i filmed the whole thing uh i filmed some wild turkey gobblers over there watching the watching walking the bank as as well and of course you see eagles and ospreys and all sorts of other things and it's just a grand place to be but i know nearest and dearest to your heart, man, is so big, crappie and walleye that that cruise that lake. And uh, so, what can we really look forward to coming up in the the fall and in the winter here? Uh, now, you're changing uh, with this transition. Are you changing your fishing tactics as well? Uh, uh a fair amount. Yeah, right now when they're in transition, uh, that they're they're just kind of getting stirred up, moving moving to the mouth of the creek and starting to make the migration back and and with the water cooling off we're starting to see those fish show up on shallower brush piles and that'll be that'll be the trend throughout the fall until until the water temperatures get real cold and push the forage bait back out of the creeks uh-huh. uh we'll be mostly fishing brush piles and 20 foot or less of water uh and mostly just pitching jigs over the top of it uh rarely do we have to use minnows we do at times but uh 
most of the time we're just using using jigs, pitching over the top of the brush, and uh, with the water temperature being cool and there's not as much forage bait around that, those fish will suspend outside the brush. You can pitch over the top of it, and before your jig ever gets to the brush, you've got one on when it's falling, and you may never feel it if it's swimming at you, or they just thump it and try to pull the rod out of your hand. Yeah. <laughs> and that's and that's and that's what we're going to experience from this point until about uh, December first. So around December first is when the forage bait really starts to concentrate in the mouth of the creek creek arms uh right in the guts of the creek or on the main lake channel and when whenever that happens you've just got all your forage bait grouped up in one area and when you get all your forage bait grouped up in one area it does not take long for the predators to find them and the crappie will just live right underneath that forage bait for and probably a 200 yard stretch for most of the winter uh they'll you'll have schools of 2,000, 5,000 fish underneath your boat and you might drop into a school and you might be in 40 to 60 foot of water, but you've got 20 foot of crappie stacked underneath the boat. So your chances of not getting hit when they're stacked up on forage bait and in the channels in the guts of the creeks, uh, the, the likelihood of you not getting one, you just, yeah, you pretty slim. You just have to, yeah, it's pretty slim not to catch one. You catch you'll catch them by accident. Well, that now that's one of that's part of the education process that I went through fishing with you. We first fished together oh, probably six years ago, and I've been back several times since. And it's just flabbergasted me at the numbers, the sheer numbers of crappie that you pull out of that lake. And I know there's other guides and other people fishing too, but. You talk about, you know, that many uh, fish in one big ball. And I've seen it on your electronic screens, you know, just black with wads of fish. And I never, it never really soaked into my skull, I guess, that the crappie will hoard up, school up in that kind of numbers. You know, I just yeah, never, that, never seen where, that before. That's where the water temperatures, that's where the water temperatures come comfortable for them to live that's where the bait fish is and all they do all winter long is try to nourish their eggs they start developing their eggs september october and they spend all winter long trying to just feed those eggs to get ready for the pre-spawn when they start to move back in shallow the first first part of march mid-march uh all they're trying to do is is be able to nourish those eggs enough feed 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 that way they can build up enough fat reserves to get through the spawn because they might might be up there for two, three weeks at a time without without very very minimal food. Yeah. Uh they'll stay they'll stay right there and and most of the time uh, people think crappie bite really good, which they do bite really good in the spring, but that's a predatory bite. They're right. they're up there spawning. They're not wanting to feed you take that bait through where they're spawning, and they're going to take a swipe at it, no matter what. Sure, uh, just, they're they're not they're not really up there to eat. They're up there to do one thing. And that's the that's to lay those eggs and make sure make sure that uh, they get them fertilized, and their offspring is gonna gonna hatch. Absolutely, but again, just think about that 
that many numbers of fish in one ball, but I guess maybe they're like a lot of other animals. You know, there's kind of security in numbers, uh, so to speak. But uh, I know that you've been at it long enough. Uh, boy, you know where those guys, I won't even ask you how many waypoints you have in your electronics. You, know? no, I, <laughs> you probably, I, honestly, I honestly couldn't tell you. But, I couldn't tell you. Probably burn them up, you know, with uh, all the inf- information you, you put in there. But, uh, Chris, kind of heading down towards the last part of the show here, when people come to fish with you, the average fisherman, what do they need to bring? Well, my, Bill, what we do most of the time is a, uh, is a two-day package for anywhere from uh, three people up to eight people. That's kind of our target range. Uh-huh. And uh, most people that come in to fish with us do an all-inclusive package. And the only thing on an all-inclusive package that you have to bring is appropriate clothing for the weather conditions we're fishing. We take care of everything else. You don't have to think about what you're going to eat, what you're going to fish with, what rods you need. We've got it all. It's all lined out. Well, that... uh, day, day trips, we, we do the same thing. We, did, we just don't have the food involved, and lodging's not included in day trip. You can... You can add a night of lodging to a day trip if you just want to come check it out for a day. A lot of people come up the night before, get a room, and then they're able to just walk right up to the boat and get on the boat. And for that trip, you would you would need to bring, you know, something to eat for breakfast and lunch to have on on the boat. Uh, I keep the boat supplied with water, uh, but uh, really appropriate clothing is the number one thing you need. Uh, we'll fi- we'll fi- figure out something to eat, and I guarantee you, Mandy's <laughs> not going to let anybody starve. Oh no, I don't think there's any any danger of that. But man, I just for people that really want to have a nice getaway, you know, literally get away from it all, and that includes cooking. You know, uh, hey, go for that all inclusive package, man. And I tell you what, uh, you know, uh, if you'd adopt me, I'd just stay there. <laughs> well, come on, come on. I'll- I'll put you to work, but come oh, on. I'm not afraid of work, man. I'm sitting, I, know, you know, I, just, I know that's true. I, I know that's right. I just, I just turned 74 years old. You know, I'm not as fast as I used to be, but uh, I, I still have to stay busy and just love it. You know, and there's no better way of staying busy than getting out there and fishing and coming in and cleaning those fish and going through the whole process, seeing, seeing them uh, cooked and sitting around enjoying all that camaraderie you know and still as old as i am i love hearing the fishing stories there's just nothing and there's better. a lot of those that happen at the dinner table at the lodge uh, oh absolutely you can, you can hear stories from all over the world <laughs> a, a lot a lot a lot of our clients are you know in their 60s on up into their 90s and uh you know, they've been all over the world fishing, and, and you get to hear some stories now. Oh, I'm sure you do. And I've got an event coming up uh, this next week. I'm involved with uh, the Baptist Association down in Arcadia, Missouri. We've got a nursing home there. And, Chris, last year we had the first ever in the country a crossbow hunt for deer at a nursing home. Oldest hunter was 94 years old. Did they? Wow, uh, that that is fantastic. Isn't that cool? To get them out there and do that. That, Just a breath of fresh air for for them. You know, that's that's just, that's just awesome. It it really that is. is. And, uh, awesome. Bass Pro's got behind that program where 
involved with the National Deer Association. There are like, I don't know, five or six of those homes around the state, and we're, we're doing them all now. We've got some grant money, and, you know, for, and we're going to be doing some gun hunts right away. But you just can't imagine the excitement and thrill of somebody 94 years old that probably hadn't hunted in 20 years or more, you know. And the biggest problem we had, we didn't kill any deer last year because everybody was laughing and joking so much in, <laughs> in those blinds. But You had to tell everybody to be quiet this year. <laughs> I don't know if we will or not. We'll just see how it goes. You know how it is out on the fishing boat. Sometimes, I, I know, I've had guys get on me for stomping around and stuff, you know, and banging around. And But when you're having a good time, it just don't matter too much. You know, you, you kind of let, nope. let things slip nope, uh, a little bit. <laughs> yeah, uh, the the shooting's just a bonus. If you if you have the opportunity to harvest something, it's just a bonus when you go out there with the right mindset. And I know I know those guys do. They're they're just happy to happy to get escape those four walls and you get to enjoy God's creation. Absolutely, and of course we make sure that we've got deer meat there. Nobody kills one. We we have a big cook and uh, meal together and it, it's just a great great time well chris right here in the last couple of minutes of the show uh like for you to tell people how they can get a hold of you and uh, get a trip booked up just tell them don't take my slot <laughs> well yeah yeah you can just ride along with us and take pictures there you go there you go uh no best way to get a hold of me is contact me on on my cell phone uh my number is 439 two seven six two uh the a lot of people try to go to the website and book and the the volume of, of messages that i get on my cell phone and via uh facebook messenger it it is all mandy and i can do to try to keep up with the the messages that come through our our website so my recommendation is Call me directly at 417-839-2762. And service is spotty on the lake. If And my voicemail box fills up quick. If you can't get a hold of me, send me a text message, and I will get back with you as soon as I can get off the water and, and get done cleaning fish. And we, 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 can always, we can always find dates and get things lined out. Uh, it might be into the following year, but uh, uh, it, you you be surprised at you know the amount of reschedules we have to do because of our age demographic. Uh, medical medical wise, people have to sure. reschedule because something pops up. So there are openings. Don't think that you can't get in. Uh, we'll 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 figure out a way to do it. And a lot of my clientele. Uh, is flexible and I, I can move somebody one direction or another direction and, and they're just fine with it. So, well, that all uh, works but, out, but don't miss out. Get a hold of Chris yep. and get over there. You will not regret this trip. I'd almost tell you if you didn't have a good time with him, I'd, get, I'd give you your money back. But I, I, don't, <laughs> but I, I don't have much. Uh, well, <laughs> I'd have well, to rob the piggy I, bank. <laughs> I, can, I can guarantee we'll always have a good time, but I can't control Mother Nature. Sometimes fish throw you a curveball and you got to work hard for them, but I can guarantee you one thing. Uh, we work we work harder for every fish that comes in this boat when the fishing's tough than anybody will ever ever work for you. So, and that and that's 
that's that's our that's our promise we give to any customer that comes through the door is fishing might be slow or or it might be spread out but we're going to work hard to make sure you get that picture and you go home with fish absolutely and i've seen it happen many many times over there well chris man it's a pleasure to have you on the program again kiss them babies for me and when i get there i'll kiss mandy myself so all right all right (laughs) all right folks uh hey from chris nelson and myself bill cooper we are living in our outdoor dreams we encourage you to get out there and live your outdoor dreams as well Captain Brian Wilson runs one of the tightest boat fishing operations in the business. Stainwater Boat Fishing operates out of Jerome, Missouri and the beautiful Missouri Ozarks. They cover most Ozark streams and lakes. You haven't lived until you've searched Ozark waters during the night with Stainwater Boat Fishing while looking for giant gar, carp, and buffalo. Captain Wilson also runs a second boat on Tanicomo Lake. Call today to book a trip with Stainwater Boat Fishing at 573 573- Two six three eight zero one six. Again, that's five seven three two six three eight zero one six. Be sure and shoot straight. The Live in the Dream Outdoors podcast is brought to you by Live in the Dream Outdoor Properties, The Fly Rod Journals, SmokerBuilder.com, Cowtown USA, Westover Farms, Scenic Rivers Taxidermy. Stained Water Bow Fishing, Scenic Rivers Guide Service and Tours, Huzzah Valley Resort, Pico Lures, Devil's Backbone Outfitters, The Fallen Outdoors, Ledco Sinkers and Lure Company, Turnbow Outdoors, J&J Charters, Kaufman Cove, Alaska, Big Ed's Guide Service, Bean Creek Game Calls, Misty Mountain Guide Service, ASO Guides and Outfitters with Ryan Walker, On The Hook TV, and Rich's Famous Burgers. Land ownership is the American dream. Land is the basis of all life. Our wise use of this most precious of resources ensures the survival and growth of free institutions and our American way of life. At Living the Dream Outdoor Properties, we value the traditions and freedoms that land provides us. Every day we seek the solace of a mountain sunrise over traffic jams and smog, the calming silence of a bubbling stream over the sirens of the city, and the quiet of the countryside over the hustle and bustle of the world. We hunt, we fish, we farm, we live off the land. It's our mission to help our clients live out their dreams on the land as we do. At Living the Dream Outdoor Properties, we believe that it's not just land, it's a lifestyle. Join us five days a week on Living the Dream Outdoor Podcast as the Living the Dream Outdoor Dream Team explores the most desired outdoor properties in the Midwest and whisks you away to incredible hunting, fishing, and outdoor recreation opportunities. Host Bill Cooper, an inductee of the National Freshwater Fishing Hall of Fame, will be joined by members of the Living the Dream Outdoors team each week as they tell tall tales, unveil tips and tactics, and rub elbows with some of the biggest names in the outdoor world. You'll also find the Living the Dream Outdoors podcast on your favorite social media platforms, including Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, and TikTok.